1: While many of our guests are professionals, they aren't your professionals. If you need personalized advice, consult your people. Welcome, everybody. Today, we're having our very first repeat guests. We have Sarah Zastro back, a fellow podcaster, and her show is called Throwing Wrenches, Building Fences, where she uses her training in exercise psychology to explore the topic of farm stress. So welcome back, Sarah. Thanks for joining us again today.
2: Thanks for having me back, you guys. This is going to be great. I'm so excited.
0: It feels really good that somebody was willing to come back on, too. Like, it feels like a real, you know, kind of a, what do the young people say? A flex to be like, look, somebody liked us enough. They came back. Recurring guests. Recurring guests. Right.
2: Yes. Well, I'm proud to be the first. I appreciate the honor.
0: Yeah. So today we are hosting a virtual baby shower, which isn't going to include watching you awkwardly open gifts or any of those, hopefully any of those games where you like have the dirty diaper and you have to guess what the melted candy bar is. Like, even <laughs> have you I done that have... one yet?
2: I have not done that one for my shower, but I have participated in that activity at other showers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a good one. It's a classic. It is. But we will be sharing some advice from our listeners, which was actually asked for, so unlike most of the advice you will get from here on out, we did actually request that people tell you what to do it's solicit advice instead of the usual that's
2: so funny you know it's funny when people like tell me things they'll be like you know what I have this hack that you just have to adopt right now for your whole entire rest of your life I always (laughs) say I'm like oh that's a really great idea I'm gonna write that down (laughs) like (laughs) it's a good good way to like yeah, yeah yeah it's a good like thing to have in your back pocket you know
0: yeah, and we will also be playing a baby shower game, you know, just to keep it a little bit awkward, you know, just in case our show was ever not a little bit awkward. Anyway.
1: Yeah. And I decided that I'm running the game and I am keeping score. So you guys can be as competitive as you want. I'm just guessing that you guys, you know, both want to win. So we will start with our usual question because... You've been growing since the last time we saw you. So
2: Sarah, what do you grow? Growing a little babe right now. I will be 35 weeks pregnant on Friday. So that's exciting. Do May 6th. And right now there's not a whole lot growing around here, but we've got, we're getting corn and soy seed next week. So that's good and ordered some vegetable seeds for my garden. So I don't know how the garden will look this year with the babe on the way, but we'll see how it all turns out. And that's about it. I've got my chickens going. I did, Katie. Remember we talked about ducks last time and I was like, mm-hmm. how are we gonna do this? Ducks through the winter. So my husband rigged up this system so that their water like flowed away so that it didn't make this big ice puddle. And they are living their best life right now. We let out like we got a ton of rain this week so the yard's just flooded so we let them out and let them do their thing and they're just hilarious quacking all over the yard so anyway but they're doing good they made it through the winter and my husband's slip and slide ice skate worked really well so I think we'll keep that going for for next year.
0: Oh good I saw one of our neighbors has ducks that we pass every day on the way home and they kind of free range and the other day they were taking off across the CRP just I don't know where they were going but they looked real interested in it it was kind of i don't know it cracks me up to drive around to other people's farms and see what ridiculous things are happening we actually sold a ton of our ducks which has been nice but then i also found the first tick on the cat this week so we'll see maybe i'll get some more guineas maybe i won't let jim listen to this episode
2: (laughs) you know guineas are guineas are the spice of life you know like they're loud and annoying but my god they are useful
0: and handy and real ugly but you know i feel like you're describing me here sarah Like (laughs) loud and annoying but sometimes useful also ugly (laughs) i'm I'm actually totally okay with that well give it if you it know, makes the, you feel better,
2: that's not how I would describe you. But I did just make but myself I feel uh, that my gimmies
0: are the spice of life note here because <laughs> I really like that. Have you got any new chicks for spring, Sarah?
2: I see some people are starting to uh, get into that. Or are you just
1: going to so try and no, carry on? Normally,
2: yeah, normally we'd have a brooder right now that's got all kinds of different chicks in, in it. But I told my husband, no, like I'm not, I'm not doing chores right now and he, God knows I'm the only one who ever does chores. So yeah, no chicks this year, but I was, it was kind of funny. So we're in tractor supply. I'd had a horrible day. Like one of those days where you're like, I've cried four times. I'm, this is going to be the last time I cry for the, the day. And you know, you're only it's halfway It's not through. noon yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So anyway, we go into tractor supply and, or I stay in the car from tractor supply because, you know, my face is all blotchy and red. And now, you know, with pregnancy, when I cry, I also get nosebleeds, which is just real cute looking. So anyway, (laughs) he comes out and he's got this like just big shit eating grin on his face. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what did he do? And he told me, he was like, I'm going to get chickens. And I was like, if you get chickens, you're going to be doing all the chores. Like I'm not doing anything. So anyway, he comes out and he's got this shit eating grin on his face. And I was like, what you know and he says I was going to um ask them for like a chicken box and just come out with an empty box you know those like very specific yeah, cardboard that they put chicken yeah. In. yeah and he's like but I figured you've cried enough today and I feel bad so and I was like that would be a really funny joke but also real glad you didn't do it today <laughs> not the day see he's yep. learning
0: yeah, Alina, exactly. I really think we ought to get Sarah's husband on sometime. He sounds <laughs> like he might get along real well with you and Jim. We could just—we've just heard we a lot of his, them up uh, his
1: taxidermy show. obsession before we started recording. So, uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we should just have a husband spin-off podcast where it could just be the three yeah. of them. Might yeah. be a little shorter. So I don't the, know. Zach, have you heard Zach's them talk? I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually was in tractor supply last weekend and heard the chicks and managed to leave without any, which I'm very proud of. I'm um, not allowed to go to the local livestock sale anymore. (laughs) And when I explained this to the the kid who's hired to come and do stuff, who's also a, a poultry aficionado, he said, well, you know, if I bought chickens and then they just happened to stay at your house and you just like, paid me extra for some chores that's not the same as you going to a livestock sale like you know you're 19 and you're already thinking like this I love it love it we so the one and only time we went
2: to the livestock sale they also had a small animal auction that same day or small animal sale I should say Mm -hmm. so my husband really wanted peacocks and I was like no 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 like we're not getting peacocks we don't need peacocks yes they're beautiful but like things on our farm have a purpose and peacocks do not serve that purpose. So we're walking along and this guy's got peacocks and my husband stops and talks to him. And as it turns out, of course, he doesn't live that far away. And so, you know, 48 people in common. So three and a half hours later, the guy's like, well, what do you think? Do you want peacocks? And this whole time I've been like playing with and admiring the peacocks and I stand up and I'm like, we'll take two. (laughs) Say how many peacocks
0: do you have there, Sarah? (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah so we have a mama and a daddy well we so we bought two males and then we traded they were brothers and then we brought traded one of the males for a female at like a different farm and so now we have a mating pair and they had five babies last year last year was their first year that they like bred or whatever they're four now and so anyway yeah so now we had so we sold a couple a handful of them kept one and so now we have three peacocks so what do you know
0: we we have friends who have peacocks and a whole crew of kids on their farm and probably the first time i went over there one of the peacocks started screaming just as i backed out to leave and i legit thought i'd run over one of their children i have like people say guineas are loud i've never heard anything like that and they yeah. said they roost on the deck outside their bedroom. And that's what they wake up to every morning. <laughs> you know,
2: ours. So we have a neighbor who has donkeys that are not that far away. But ours are like intimidated by the donkeys. So they, they're they not loud at all. Which is sort of nice. Sometimes they, they mate like late. Uh, july august and so sometimes when they're like mating season our mail gets loud but not very often but oh my gosh they like go back and forth with the donkeys it's hilarious all the rest of the neighbors hate our effing guts but yeah the the guys with the donkeys love it it's hilarious so they hate feels- you and the people with the donkeys equally probably
0: because <laughs> donkeys are loud too it yeah. feels very like old lady who swallowed a fly like what do you do then to shut the donkeys up like, how far is this gonna get before it's, before it's done? Okay. Well, on that note, uh, maybe we should actually get into our get show. to the baby shower. It's part. gonna be like a five-hour-long episode, whatever. <laughs> okay. So I did actually add one two serious thoughts in here before we get to the fun part, just because it felt weird to be like, let's have fun, and then I'm gonna bring the tone way down. I figured this way we <laughs> could like make it more fun. So first, I had both my kids by C-section. And the whole like mommy thing is that they'll hand you your baby and you'll be like, oh, you know, angelic choir, and you'll be swamped with all this love and maternal feeling. And maybe if you like go through labor in that, and you have like a couple minutes to prepare yourself for what's happening. That's true. But when you show up at the hospital at four thirty in the morning and they just kind of like poke and prod you and then the next thing you know they're shoving a small screaming nasty covered in vernix cream cheesy shit baby like and you know so i don't have my glasses on and your arms are secured and it's like two inches from your face so you can't even see the thing and it's screaming and it smells weird and you know you're all drugged up and it's totally normal for it to take some time to even like this thing you know you're all hell's breaking loose with your body and bodies postpartum are disgusting like i'm just gonna warn you now your body will do shit you didn't even know was possible it's blah gross and honestly new babies are basically like a lump of bread dough that cries and poops like you'll love them because they're yours but they're not they're not that great you know they get to be a couple months old they're a lot more fun that's so
2: funny to hear that because I feel like I've been preparing for like like one stage ahead and then I got to this point I just finished a book this morning that was all about childbirth and then I got to this point and I'm like shit childbirth is just the beginning like there's something after that that I need to also prepare for. And so it's good that we're talking about this today. Cause I feel like that part of it, you don't hear as much about. And so anyway, that's good to know, Kitty. I'm a, I appreciate that insight because yeah, I feel like that part of it, I'm not prepared for at all. It's not that so... I'm prepared for any of it. Let's be honest, but can't be in my way. head, yeah. at least I've done a little homework.
0: It felt a lot like planning a wedding, you know, that you spend all this effort planning a wedding and then 10 minutes later you're married and then you're <laughs> like, oh fuck. <laughs> like, like Jim was just telling somebody the other day that, you know, we brought the girl child from home from the hospital and, you know, in the hospital, like there's nurses, there's doctors, there's people who are in charge, real adults who know what the fuck is happening. And we brought her home And we laid her down in the bassinet and we stared at each other. And I looked at him and I said, well, now what the fuck do we do? And then I started sobbing because that's how postpartum works. And that's basically what the last five years has been like, because yeah, you, you get all focused on getting pregnant and you get all focused on having the baby. And we don't really focus on the entire rest of your life. So, like, sorry to bring that in there. Like, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> but it's the entire rest of your life. Good luck. The other more serious thing I have is that we have an amazing doctor, which we are incredibly lucky for. The things I hear from people about their healthcare providers, they work for you. You are paying their bills. Trust your instincts. If your doctor makes you feel stupid or unheard, you know. They are fairly educated in medical stuff. You are the expert on you and your baby. And so if they have better things to do than listen to you, fine. Get a new provider. That's fine. It's you so, can fire them. It's so interesting to me. So my
2: husband has had some weird health symptoms, and we've been through the ringer with doctors and nurses and all this stuff. And for you guys who don't see me i look like i'm about uh, now not now that i'm pregnant but on a normal day i look like i'm about 21 um you look
0: like you're about 15 sarah i'm sorry yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah my husband looks like he's 45 which is a good uh, combination because we always get this like, these weird looks and then you know and they always i always see them right on the chart like She's his wife, and we're only—we're less than two years apart. There's not a big age difference, but I look really young, and he has a full beard, and you know. But like, I'm a professor. I am a professional adult. I—I I teach in the healthcare field, and so doctors, oh, I every single appointment, I get this look like, oh fuck, she knows what she's talking about and I need to quit being a dick. I'm like, yeah, you do. Also, you shouldn't be a dick to any patient, no matter what their background is. So yeah, I I have like zero tolerance for that kind of bullshit. And I'm quick to pull it out, but all or like to call it out. But also, I'm not sure how that's going to work when I'm actually in labor, you know, and so for our OB office, there's five different OBs, and I've met all of them. And I like four of them. One is okay, you know, so it's kind of one of those things like, well, we'll see how see who's there on call when I actually deliver. But it's a weird mix of that, you know, like, yeah, how do they treat you? How do they treat you after they know who you are? And how does that change And that just grinds my gears?
1: And i will say as someone who we also delivered our babies at a small hospital and there was a a rotating shift of of ob's and you could have any number of of people depending on the week that when it comes right down to it especially if you're not having a c-section the nurses are doing most of it right the doctor shows up to catch the baby at the end but we had fantastic nurses we'd never met any of them before and they would do anything for me, you know, like they were incredible and they, you know, they're the ones holding your hand and getting you ice chips and and doing the the majority of the work. And then, you know, the doctor shows up for a few minutes near the end. But yeah, as long as you've got your nurses on your side, you should be good.
0: Even honestly with two scheduled C-sections, I mean, that's the nice part is you schedule that thing. You have a real good idea who's going to be there, especially at a small hospital. You know, they only have one surgeon it's pretty straightforward but yeah i mean the doctor makes the incision and yanks the kid out but it's all nurses the rest of the way and you know i mean like yes i saw my doctor again but they've got other shit to do which is cool you know but yeah it's it's all nurses yeah and just you know generally if your providers would rather you went away and you know would rather they they didn't see you again until it's a crisis find a new provider that's You know, I know I had a lot of complications, especially with the boy child and having providers who said, you know, we would always rather see you in here and have it be nothing than to not see you in here until it's a real problem is incredible. And nobody should have to deal with healthcare providers that don't feel that way.
2: Especially in situations like that, where you call and you're like, I don't know if this is stupid or I'm overreacting or whatever, you know, in, I, I had two situations like that. One was just like a really strange pain in my leg. We've been traveling and they were like, you're at risk for blood clots. And then of course I'm like, I'm having a blood clot, like what's happening. And so, but they were so good about it. And I feel fortunate in that because you already feel stupid do like calling or going into the ER, you know, and you're like, I have this weird pain in my calf, you know, my, meanwhile, it's the middle of a pandemic and people are like, like worse off than you. Right. And so it's, it's yeah. Really reassuring when your providers are kind and like, explain things and don't make you feel like an idiot about it you know
0: yeah it's yeah life is too short to deal with providers who are shitty so mm-hmm. you know and I, I understand that it's absolutely a place of privilege to have an option to just find somebody else but if you yeah. can just do it it's not worth it I know. Yeah. all right so what's next in here Arlene is this still all me <laughs> So we organized our advice
1: into some categories. So we have a pr- practical section, a more general section that isn't very specific, and then a funny but true section. So <laughs> Katie is gonna start us off with some of the practical stuff. We're gonna we got a ton of input from both Sarah's friends and family because she reposted it. And we got some on Instagram and through our Facebook group. So we're gonna start sharing some advice and you can take it all or you can ignore it all. Cause that's the good thing with advice. Just write it down or we'll give you a transcript at the end. <laughs> then you'll have, you'll just have it all in writing and you can look back on it if you want.
0: This all is right. actually going to be our first book. We're just going <laughs> to, yeah. just the way this is written right here is going to be our first book. Yeah, that's right. Crowdsourced um, book. I will say to that having kids made it so much easier for me to learn to advocate for myself because I've learned to advocate for my kids because they cannot speak up for themselves and once you get that practice of advocating for somebody else it's a lot easier to do it for yourself and then you can be even more of a badass than you already are all right so practical tips baby wearing do it it's amazing you'll have two hands again which is glorious and I know you're an exercise psychologist so you know about this but the number of repetitive motion injuries you can get from hauling your kid around on your hip is bonkers. So we have a couple different recommendations here. Somebody wrote in that they loved the little frog wrap for the itty-bitty newborn stage. Okay. And the Catan, the Ergo. It's a really personal thing. So if you can find someone who has different carriers that you can try on, or there's a Group called I think it's what Baby Wearing International, maybe that has their
1: stores where they can yeah. rent them or you can try them on, bring the baby in. So, because, yeah, yeah I like would, you said, depending on the baby, depending on your body, some of them work and some of them don't, or what you want. I to
2: went them. into a Bye Bye Baby store, which we don't have any local in our area, but my sister lives in a big town, so I was visiting her and went in and tried a bunch of them on, and it was really surprising to me how many of them were not comfortable. Yeah. Based on my shape, you know, and I went in before I was like enormously pregnant so that, you know, obviously is going to change things, but it was, yeah, it's really interesting. I got the Moby wrap as a g- baby shower gift. And then, but I think I'm going to get another carrier for when they're bigger. Cause the Moby's just for, I think like when they're just itty bitty. And so I think that'll be super helpful, but I might go back in there, like back to the store and be like, okay, now that I'm, like have a baby with me, you know, what does this look like? And so that's really good to know. All right. Baby wearing. It's such a, some babies, some babies like to be held really close.
1: So mine really like to face out, like to be able to see the world. Some really want to be snuggled up. Some of the carriers, like once they move onto your back, they're like attached to you, which some kids like I had more of like a backpacking style carrier that I used a lot because they were in a frame and they were kind of up above me and they could still, See around like my kids were like that. I want to know what's going on. Like they didn't need to be snuggled in so much, but they wanted to be able to see what was happening. So, yeah, it totally depends both on your body and
0: what your kid likes. The thing that made a lot of sense to me too was I didn't really get the point of baby wearing until somebody pointed out that you've been wearing your baby for nine months. Your kid is used to hearing you talk and being bounced up and down, and walking around and being in constant motion and getting that constant sensory input. So most babies love that. It is very soothing. And I know for myself, like I had added in here that I used the Medai a lot, which is also spelled as like my tie. It's a soft unstructured carrier. So it's very adjustable. I can't with any of the structured carriers. They just don't fit me right. But she always liked to be carried really tight. And she still does. So You know, it's just a matter of finding what works for you, and especially if you can find someone who will loan them to you or whatever, you know, so you can try them out, because that's really the only way to find what you like. We had another listener wrote in, this is Janice from our engineering episode, said that one thing that surprised her a lot was the relationship between the, the old style cloth diapers and the clothesline. And she said they were like a synergistic dream, dried faster than the dryer, and the sun bleached them back to white. Also true with undies, as your kid gets bigger, that sunlight removes any sort of protein staining like that. So spit up, poop, whatever, sunlight. Also good
2: for barn clothes.
0: Yes. Also good for everything. That's good to you
2: know. I, I ordered some cloth diapers. I feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it. You know, I'm not super like I'm, I'm trying to be really flexible with my expectations. So I'm going to try it, you know, but I I'm excited because they're super cute and beautiful and the inserts are easy. And then somebody said, get a ton of extra inserts just to have them. Cause then, you know, it's easier that way. So I'm excited to try it and like, see how it all works out. You know,
0: yeah. And then she said they did, she says, I'll add, there's absolutely zero shame to choosing disposables. We did cloth at home during the day and disposables at night. And if we were out and about worked well for us. And then I had added, if you do disposables or, or formula or whatever, Costco membership paid for itself. The first time I bought diapers, seriously, the like, you know, apocalypse sized box of wipes, and, you know, before I had kids and in, in cleaning groups and everything, people were like, I use wipes for everything. And I was like, who the fuck are you? And now I'm totally like, like the dad in Big Fat Greek Wedding, you know, with his Windex. I'm like, get a baby wipe. It'll be fine. You know, whatever. All formulas made to the same basic standards. There are fancy formulas that have more bells and whistles or whatever. Your kid will be fine on the cheap stuff unless they have allergies or whatever. Like, if you want to buy the expensive stuff, cool. If you buy the cheaper stuff, your kid will be fine. I mean, I fed my kids the cheap stuff, and (laughs) maybe that's debatable. Maybe I shouldn't say that they're fine, but they seem all right. But yeah, the, the price difference and the Costco brand diapers are amazing, as is the Costco brand formula. I actually liked the diapers better than the name brand ones. One of our listeners wrote in, and if you haven't listened to our episode that came out, yesterday with Courtney Wyckoff from Mama Strong. She has a lot to say about core strength and pelvic floor net, but one of our listeners wrote in and said, get a belly binder no matter what, um, no matter if you have a vaginal birth or a c-section, your organs are like, and I quote, freaking out as they try to get back to where they were, and it helps. If you have a vag birth, just know that it can take a while for everything to feel normal again. It took seven months before I could do tampons again with my first. Same with the C-section because your organs have all like gotten up to your collarbones or whatever. And it takes a while for everything to squish back down into place.
2: I did order a belly binder. So I'm glad to hear that because I wasn't sure like which one. And so I ordered the one that had the most parts and it can be like, I don't know, retrofitted a hundred different ways. So it's good to hear that.
0: As someone who has uh a fairly substantial diastasis and now has a whole string of hernias down at diastasis do whatever you can to protect your your core and
2: i already um, have a well yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, pretty severe i would say i don't know we'll see how much it closes up but yeah she's a good two finger width which is not good yeah but Yeah, we'll see. But
0: it's also
1: good that you're someone who recognizes this already, right? So many of us didn't even know that this is a thing to look for or to worry about or to, you know, care about, you know, before pregnancy or even after multiple pregnancies. So, so knowing it's something to look out for is, you know, you're already ahead of the game.
0: Absolutely. And the other one, and I think this is from the same listener. None of us know what we're doing. This is like, I see Arlene bolded this because this is it. We are all making it up as we go. And mom communities can sometimes place premiums on parts of motherhood, and they are all bullshit. If you are loving, feeding, and protecting your baby, then you're killing it, and don't feel guilty if it goes away you weren't expecting. And Another listener wrote in and said, after you're home, don't wake the child to eat. Let the child sleep and you sleep too. Everyone will tell you two to three hours. And I don't disagree, but for cripes sake, no child who has all the vocal organs necessary will starve silently. It will let you know when it is time to be fed. And I'm not suggesting you always wait until baby cries to feed it. But if you're both sleeping, sleep. And also, if the hospital you give birth in has a nursery let them take the kid. They'll bring it back. You know, with the girl child, I was real nervous. Like, well, I can't possibly let her out of my sight. And they said, if she cries, we'll bring her back. We don't want to listen to it either. And it was glorious. And it was the best (laughs) sleep I got again in the last uh, five years. So absolutely take them up on it. You know, let them do it. Your kid will be fine. So some more listener advice, if you are nursing to try
1: and give the baby a bottle every day, even if it's only a small amount, that way, if you ever want to go out, someone else can feed the baby or for those middle of the night feeds, few people agreed. And I will say that that was something that always with good intentions, I tried to do and then got lazy because I could nurse and pumping took time. And then you would get to that crisis point where, you know, you're a few months in. you're like, Oh, maybe I would like to go out. I'm sure the baby will take a bottle and they are sure that they have never seen a bottle before. And you are trying to torture them by trying to feed them with a bottle. So if that's important to you, that's something you can prioritize. And maybe some babies will be fine with it. Mine were not.
2: Yeah, that's good advice. I feel like I've been on the opposite end of that where I was the first babysitter that this baby had ever had and yeah no there was no bottle taking and she was so mad and mom was like oh yeah she's never had a bottle before and I was like okay Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. And it was, it was not (laughs) fine. It was, it was a really bad, really bad night. So anyway, that's, I saw that comment on there and I thought that's a good one because yeah, being on the receiving end of that, not, not good at all. And I don't want grandparents or whoever else is watching the (laughs) kid. to. Really? Or even even your
1: husband, because there'd be times where, you know, even the person who sees them every day, he was they were like, you do not have what I need. <laughs> I don't care what's in that bottle. I know my mom must be around here somewhere.
0: Also, something I didn't know is that even for folks where breastfeeding goes well, it's not as easy as it's portrayed as being. You know, everything kind of shows that you'll just put the kid near your boob and immediately latch on and everything will be perfect. And I have to say that having a large number of friends who've breastfed quite extensively, I would rather not hear any more horror stories about nipples or mastitis or anything else. And I really want to encourage folks to look at, there's lists out there of risk factors for insufficient breast milk production. And you know, with issues nursing. And if I had seen that list before I found out that I was never going to make enough milk, and before I let it get into my head that it was my fault that I was not making any milk, things would have been a lot different. And honestly, I probably would have breastfed longer if I had been encouraged to combo feed instead of getting the whole, you know, only breast milk ever, because it didn't work for us. And if I had known that I had, like, all but one of the risk factors for not making enough milk to feed my kid, I would have been a lot better prepared. So anyway.
2: yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even know there were risk factors for, yeah. for insufficient milk supply. That's really yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah. All right, Arlene, I'll let you get back. All there. right,
2: some more practical advice.
1: This was from another listener. Wood or all plastic high chairs like are easier to clean. The ones with cloth are a pain, which is true because I had one with it cover. Although you can just take it off and throw it in the washing machine. So it just depends. I mean, you're going to be cleaning food and gooey stuff off of everything. So, but I yes, mean, one I... without a whole bunch of buckles and cloth covers and all that is is going to be easier to wipe down for sure.
0: I thought about this at like three o'clock this morning too. With the bucket car seat, it's not as bad because usually the whole cover snaps off. But the minute you get into like a real car seat, find the fucker that doesn't have a million little hooks and snaps and hook and eyes and elastic straps and shit to take the cover off to wash it just just yeah yeah, the first time there's
1: a big smell or a diaper blowout in one of those (laughs) car seat covers it feels like it takes you all day to take it apart and put it back together again it's horrible and then you have to make sure nothing twists or anyway uh silicone bibs for anything food related or those plasticky style ones they're way easier to clean up cloth bibs are only for drools and like maybe like the early baby spit ups but cloth bibs are not great for like actual. The first few months, it's easier to keep the baby in pajamas or sleepers instead of cute outfits. I mean, I know you're going to get some cute outfits, not at this shower because you don't actually get any gifts. Just
0: advice. Maybe we'll um, send you something. I feel bad that we're like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to tell you what to do, but you're not going to get anything. Not it. any of the benefits of Sorry. an actual shower. sucks to be But met. yes, lots of sleepers.
1: Some people like the zips. I was a big fan because in the middle of the night, then you're not doing a lot of snaps, but then you also run the risk of, you know, catching little Bellies or necks in zippers. So if you can
0: find the zippers that open from the feet to the top instead of from the top down, glorious! Uh, (sighs) I think Target has some. Have you never seen these, Arlene? The zipper starts at the foot, so you can. They also have
1: some. The bottom here. I had some of those little newborn they're like like a kind of like a nightgown almost but they have like elastic at the bottom so you can just kind of pull it up change a diaper and pull it back down again when they're really little and not have to like do up all the bits because they're going to be swaddled up in blanket in a blanket or something anyway and they're always snuggled up with you Katie's just like
0: losing it because she remembers those little sleepers I think
2: I got a ton of those they're so cute
0: we had a friend visit this weekend with her eight month old and I had no idea how bad my baby fever was. And we're not, <laughs> we're not having another one, which is fine. But, God, babies. I can't believe this is in, the, in here, Arlene, but swaddle that kid. Get you some Velcro swaddles. We called him the Magic Baby Straight Jacket. Swaddle that baby up. Tell you what, knocks him right out. There's a, like the baby carriers, there's a variety of sizes and options, but our kid at least for the girl child, I think, especially with the sensory seeking being wrapped up tight, blanket swaddling never worked because she'd escape it. But those velcro swaddles, man. Oh, I wish I could still swaddle her. Actually, that would be glorious.
2: Have you guys seen that TikTok trend that's like, will it swallow will it swaddle? This girl swaddles like her eight year old, her husband, a chicken. <laughs> A bunch of different stuff. It's oh my so funny. God. It's, it's hilarious.
0: Show, <laughs> yeah. That would be glorious. It's Your
1: hilarious. First... And it... <laughs> okay. I see Katie has added some more in here. All I right. didn't have
0: this, actually. Oh,
1: you... Okay, that was somebody else then. Yeah. Crabs need water. If the to- baby, toddler, young child's parent is being crabby, a bath. One of those, you know, old wives tales that's that is true either like put them in water or send them outside those are things that work for everybody right so a bath is always a common worried. thing reset maybe my not the first week or so babies often do hate the bath for the first little while so don't expect it to work like right away but
0: typically you get to the point where they like a bath.
2: Baths need kid. water that's great great good way to remember
0: it too yeah my kids were in the tub for almost two hours on sunday And it was a game changer. Like, we still do it. I'll be like, it's time for a bath. They'll be like, it's the middle of the afternoon. I'm like, I don't care. Bath. Yeah. Don't argue. Yeah,
1: we sometimes would do a bath in the morning and at night just because it was an activity, like, especially in the wintertime, right? Like, if you've got a, a toddler and I mean, if they don't have, you know, skin issues or things like that, but I mean, throw some toys in the bathtub or some. Water crayons or bubble bath does lots of puts in lots of time. So on those cold winter days when there's nothing else to do, why not have three baths?
2: I'd like three baths on those cold yeah, winter for days. Sure. <laughs> for sure,
1: Someone suggested to get a dog. Be prepared to, for your vet to ask why they're gaining so much weight when the kids start solids.
0: So I this think the dog is, is for up.
1: I uh, see. I knew it was yeah. Katie's
0: when people are like. <laughs> I just mop five times a day and I'm like, shit, I just got a dog. I'm like, <laughs> working smarter instead of harder, you know? You <laughs> yeah. Uh, Our dog eating outside, has eating outside
2: no in the summertime. Yo. Our dog has a um, little weight issue already. And the vet was like, so when you're, when you give birth, like you need to, pull back on the food or you know not like when you give birth but when the baby starts throwing food on the ground regularly pull back on the dog food because the dog will gain a substantial amount more of weight and i was like oh yeah that's probably good good advice didn't think of planning it
1: planning ahead because <laughs> yeah. then the kids hear- will figure out pretty quick too what happens when they start to drop stuff over the edge right
0: <laughs> y'all want to hear the grossest thing ever maybe i'll put this sure. in the patreon version too So our dog's name is Oli and he's a lab red Heeler Cross. And he is dumb as a box of rocks, but he is so loyal. He's so sweet with the kids. And when we had the girl child, you know, the baby comes home with cord stump and it dries up and it falls off. And hers fell off at like three o'clock in the morning while I was changing her diaper. And I went to throw it away and I dropped it. And before I could pick it up, Oli ate it. And he had a look of such pride that part of his ugly naked puppy would be with him forever. I just, and it's just so gross because, but he just, dogs eat so gross proud. stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's, especially it's farm dogs. Hardly yep. the grossest thing he's eaten ever, <laughs> yeah. but it's just really dog gross. All right. Okay. All right, Sorry, so when, no. you,
1: when you ask people for advice, you're going to get contradicting advice. So here's our first round. Okay. Another person suggested not giving milk in a bottle because having milk in a cup is one way to help them transition from bottle or for, for, to get them to actually use the cup. So that's maybe more of an older kid
0: advice. This was cow's milk. Yeah, maybe.
1: I mean, I know well, I anyway. cut I started cutting cow's milk with breast milk when uh, we were starting to transition. So it was a combination of the two. So
0: either do this thing or never do this thing. We're not (laughs) sure. You're going to be fine either way. So
1: it probably helped them. Yeah. I think this one was from my sister, actually. G- having a good source for hand-me-downs or gifted gear, especially for barn clothes. I mean, the types of clothes that some people are maybe going to donate anyway. If you put it out there that you're looking for the stuff that, you know, if the knees are already blown out or they're already stained, but you want those for around the farm. It's good to uh, let people know that you need that kind of stuff. Boots, splash pants, an extra stroller. I know we had a, a barn stroller and a going to town stroller so that the barn stroller didn't stink up the vehicle or didn't smell when you were in
2: stores. Air tires. That's a for great, great piece of advice. I wondered about like having a barn pack and play, like one mm-hmm. that just stays in the shop, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Air
1: tires for, for, the, for the farm one are important.
0: Yeah. I know a okay. fair number of dairy farmers who have... Put you know small babies in a bucket car seat and hung it from the pipeline. Mm -hmm. You know, because the kid just swings back and forth and is happy. (laughs) But again don't do this with your good car seat because you're never going to get that smell out.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then the next advice actually is about play pens. So this one was, they had a play pen that was a tent and it was helpful for her because she loved gardening. So it had like the cover on the top that was tent-like. And depending on the temperament, temperature and timing, you could have a kiddo nearby while you work. Another listener said pack and plays can go anywhere. So a play pen is a good place to put a baby down. Even if they're not happy about it in the moment, you know that they're safe there. So if you got to put them down to do something else yeah having a barn playpen or pack and play would be a great idea. another person suggested a wooden wagon with good rubber tires you can use that longer than a stroller sometimes you can go from baby to toddler and then you can haul stuff around in it later they can pull it around and it gives them a little bit of room to sit and play once they're sitting up and easy to clean and good baby monitors to do those non-baby friendly tasks i know i would cut the grass with a baby monitor stuck inside my bra so I could hear them when they woke up from their nap. And having a list of local teenagers to help keep kids busy at home when you're doing other things or doing errands and deciding what tasks are safe and required in this stage of life by which parent and what ones are non-negotiable what ones the little ones won't be part of to allow for safety and for mental health for everybody so it's okay to get a babysitter even if you're still in the house or if you need to go to the barn you don't have to do it all with a baby attached to you and sometimes it's safest or healthiest to ask for help and asking for help lots of people used had that as their a key piece of advice and another listener said that similar to before having a good carrier for the baby and good help for toddlers that she uses a local 12 year old for five dollars an hour to come and help her out because i mean you, you know where your baby is but you can't always keep your eyes on a little person once they start to run around
0: I will say uh, we hire a mother's helper or a babysitter, depending on whether we're going to be on the farm or whether we're leaving being rural. I prefer to have somebody who at least can drive in case of an emergency, whether they're really legally allowed to or not, you know, I mean, our, our 16 year old babysitter, whatever, I think she's actually, I think she's still 15 because she doesn't have her license yet, but she can drive. She could in case of an emergency and you know, it. At 12, I would rather they still have some adult supervision. At 16, I assume she knows what she's doing. But we hire help all the time when we're still home. Just cleaning house, doing farm stuff, taking a nap, whatever. I prefer to think that we're introducing our kids to the concept of having a village and, you know, listening to other adults. Sounds better than I just have shit to do, whatever. Um, it's also okay to have shit to do. Yeah. It totally is. And it's good for the younger preteen and teen set to learn how to do stuff and have jobs and do that kind of thing. So, oh, it looks like this is me. I'm like just bringing the not fun here. Also <laughs> that wasn't intentional, but, but important safety inventory, labeling and storage of chemicals, tools placed up higher, a communication plan for when large equipment is running, I everybody says, well, we're careful. That'll never happen. I guarantee the families that have had horrible accidents didn't say, Oh, our kid's totally in danger, but it's fine. You know, everybody says it'll never happen to them and it doesn't take any time. And it's better to think about that and communicate about that before your kid is mobile. And like one thing we've done is that I put a lot of signs out at the end of the driveway that there are kids on the premises, because if your farm is like ours, we get a lot of folks who don't live here pulling in and out. And so they're less likely to know that there's a risk that there are kids, you know, running around and I just rather give them a heads up also gun safety proper storage, you know, I just we own guns, I think kids should learn about them at a very young age but also keep the kids from away from them you know when they're not I feel like you can never talk too
2: much about that stuff you know like just in communicating with your your spouse your babysitter your whatever mother-in-law you know just that yeah stuff happens all the time and we've had a lot of close calls and a lot of things I don't want to repeat and so best to definitely have a plan for all that stuff now versus. After something happens, you know
1: and livestock too I mean we sometimes as adults get a bit complacent, right I mean, maybe not so much chickens, but you know, depending how friendly your peacocks are or you know like even small animals can be dangerous with little kids because little kids don't always know how to to react around them and yeah our our farm dogs and our you know like sheep and sheep and goats can be can be very dangerous for children because they get, kids can get overconfident, right? Because they think, oh, I've seen mom do it. I've seen dad do it. I can get in this pen. But, you know, that that doesn't always turn out well for for little people.
0: And kids are loud and fast and will fit through a lot of places that adults won't. So there's, you know, a lot of places they can gain access to that Mm -hmm. we can't. And just accept that your kid's totally going to eat cow shit and it's totally going to happen sooner than you expect. I... We have one gate on our farm and every kid who visits licks this gate. I don't know what it is. It's just a pipe gate. Like I don't know what it is about this gate on the cow lot that just says, please lick me. Just <laughs> just do it. I still the girl child was maybe eight months old the first time I found her chewing on one of Jim's muck boots. I mean it's gonna happen. Just accept it. Another one of our listeners wrote in and said that they're on kid number two, and we've discovered the magic of a red light bulb. It's glorious for nighttime because the red light is calming for all humans, signals the brain that it's time to sleep, allows you to see in the dark but not have to turn on a traditional light, and see makes the nursery look like a brothel, maybe not the intended effect, but still neat. In our house, we replaced a lot of our outlet covers with the ones that have the built-in nightlight, and that's been glorious super fast and easy to do they're like five bucks and then you just have night lights everywhere and the kids can't fuck with them because that's a really busy. good idea
2: i got one of those hatch it's like a sound machine but then it also does color and so the red would be easy to do that's a good good tip the night lights though on the outlets that's a really good
0: idea especially, especially like, like hallways and stuff the like bathroom that yeah because you don't need a lot of light to pee but it's nice to not be in the pitch black and somebody else wrote in and said you won't need this for a while but for older kids having snacks readily available where you can grab them oh where they can grab them on their own non-perishables in particular so you don't have to worry about things going bad or expiring applesauces and baby food pouches are a great invention this is a great idea for adults too we have a whole basket of snacks i've just given up whatever
2: We never had that until I got pregnant and was super nauseous and like needed to eat every four minutes. And yeah, I think I'm keeping that. That is handy,
0: you know? Someone else wrote in and said, when you're potty training, bring a potty with you everywhere. Not every place has a bathroom and kids don't give you much notice. And I added, we had a little folding potty seat that was just like, just to make a regular size seat smaller, but it folds small enough to fit in my purse. Lifesaver. Because little kids, you know, their, their little butts will just fall right in otherwise. And yeah. they don't like. Someone else suggested involving your kids and stuff. Everything takes longer. But before you know it, they will actually be helping. The girl child was mopping the floor last night with the mop from near Melissa and Doug set. Which I appreciated more before I realized that she was using Oli's water dish to mop with. And I had just steam cleaned the floor. So it was probably the only time the floor has gotten dirtier from being mopped. But the other thing. You can't was, win them all, right? <laughs> she was so proud. She yelled at me this morning that she was going to mop as soon as she got home from school so the floor would be clean. So
1: perfect. Maybe now I'll just replace
0: the- Ollie's water with, like, with clean <laughs> with water. With bleach water. <laughs> no way that'll do that. Gonna- <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe I'd give her the actual mop today and let her try that out. The other thing would be a kid-sized wheelbarrow for when they hit the toddler age and want to help with everything. Kept mine playing for hours, either wheeling it around to help feed animals or helping with gardening best toy there is also little feed scoop and we put a clothesline down at the kids level and the girl child actually hung out a whole lot of laundry the other day so you know yeah, put him to work she's well on her way mopping and hanging
1: out clothes that's more than i've done this <laughs> she's better at it than i am
0: <laughs> that's fine
2: All right. Hey guys, can we take just a pause for a minute? I just really have to pee. I'm sorry. (laughs) Normally I wouldn't do this, but since we're talking about pregnancy.
1: (laughs) All right. So we're going to move into the general advice category. These ones are a bit of the things that you've probably heard before, but they're said for a reason. So the usual stuff like the cleaning and the dishes can wait enjoy the snuggles you can't spoil a newborn you know that it goes quickly all that kind of stuff um also though before you
0: ever sit down get a glass of water go pee and get a snack because if you get nap trapped and you have to pee and you don't have any water or you don't have a snack it's horrible so yeah
1: maybe even have a few extra phone chargers if you know reading or scrolling are things that you enjoy doing while being nap trapped
2: nap trapped i have not heard that before that's
1: a good uh good descriptor (laughs) yes soak it in all that kind of stuff let other people watch the baby while you sleep but also the not completely opposite advice but if people are coming over and they say they want to help then you get the snuggling and they get the chore so do not be afraid to tell them yeah sure if you want to come over that would be great so there's dishes in the sink and there's laundry that needs to be hung out or you know like you can grab a load from upstairs that kind of stuff because if they come over and hold your baby that's in especially in the early days is not that helpful if what you need to do is recover and enjoy your own newborn not or that feel other people aren't allowed to hold them. And just like yeah, them hold the kid. Yeah, showering too. Yeah, showering is is valid. Sleep when the baby sleeps, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I love this one. Someone said they will cry themselves to sleep before they cry themselves to death. So just the idea that there are some times where they're just going to cry. And I will say we had a crier. My first was not a happy baby. And it was, we had a really rough first year even we'll say because she was not a contented child. And there are times where I mean you can do all the things and they're still gonna cry. And you know, if you need to take a minute and take a breather, go outside for, you know, a minute and scream, (laughs) scream into a pillow. These are all things I've done. So yeah, there are there are times where where if you've looked after all of their needs and they're still crying, then that's
2: maybe just the way it's gonna be for a little while that is good perspective to remember you know to
1: accept help we've talked about that before take the offers let people help with chores after baby's born giving yourself time to heal and adjust before having company over you you're allowed to say no that you're not ready for visitors or i mean and i suppose in pandemic times there have been people who've had no visitors at all so i mean this advice will depend on on your family and your comfort level and all those types of things but you, you are in charge of your house and your child and you get to make the boundaries about who comes over and when. And you need to let your body heal and rest too. And it's not just about the baby's needs. It's also about yours.
2: I um, had this dream. So babies do May 6th. We'll probably be right in the middle of corn planting. And I had this dream that I had like, three people come over and i was like you hold the baby you do the dishes you do the laundry you mop the floors what i'm going to be delegating that, <laughs> yeah. that is the dream
0: <laughs> now just make Let's it say, come true if you're, if
2: you're coming over i'm putting you to work <laughs> good job see i you're I, already I fully on support track.
0: that you know I, our family motto at this point is that you can either help or you can go home you know it fits yep. real well with the you can be helpful or you can be quiet Yep. you know if you don't want to do either of those things you can leave that's yeah. that's fine you know life's too short that's not worth it
1: we have another round of contradictory advice so one person said ditching schedules and following the baby's cues was a lifesaver for them and that their schedule still varies and then for other people's schedules are what they or their child needs and that brings what they need into coping so schedules or not it's up to you
2: it's up to your baby okay so Arlene you yes. have four kids your kids are older mm-hmm. do you think that the way like as a baby like if they like schedules if they like to be held if they like regiment and routine does that carry out through teenagehood I think because like, that just a pers- point depends I want the baby's personality I'm gonna say
1: not I don't think consistently all the way through to teenagehood necessarily. I would say for the first few years of life, for sure. I think okay. as they get older, then they get different coping mechanisms. And I mean, like my my oldest, who is my very fussiest, is the easiest teenager. And, you know, she she can still articulate her needs, <laughs> not <laughs> not crying anymore. Well, sometimes, but I mean, as much as 16-year-old girls cry, not that often, but... Yeah. I mean, I I think that they, as they get older, yeah, they, some of those natural instincts, I suppose have, you know, society and, and family routine have kind of, have taken over a little bit. Right. Because we're not, because with four kids, we can't adapt to each of their needs all the time. Right. Right. So yeah. Yes. And no nature nurture. I don't know.
2: (laughs) That's interesting. I just wondered, like for some of the, especially the like the contradicting stuff, I feel like it totally depends on your kid and your lifestyle and your situation, you know, Mm -hmm. but then with multiple kids, you know, it makes me wonder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I know, I remember when I had just one, my sister-in-law had her third and he was younger than than my first. And I said, is he still having two naps, you know, because at you know, a year and a half, my one year old was still having a morning nap and an afternoon nap. And she looked at, at me like I had two heads. And she's like, "Oh uh, No, <laughs> because, you know, if you have one kid, you know, if they have two naps a day, then it's like, okay, that's, that's what they're gonna do. But once you like, I remember my second and third and fourth, their first nap was usually in a car seat going somewhere, because it was like, all right will get the morning routine done, put the baby in the car seat and go somewhere to burn off energy for the older kids. They can sleep in the bucket for a while. And then maybe their second nap of the day might be in their crib or in a bassinet or something. But yeah, they just adjust to being on the go.
0: That's so funny. Good to know. Good to know. One of my advices on this too is that you know I had all these rules and all these real strong beliefs before I had kids. And at this point, I'm down to like car seat safety, sleep safety, and not being a dick. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. like that's really what it comes down to. Like, is my kid reasonably safe? Am I raising an asshole? Cool. You know, everything past that is just gravy, you know, and also if you make mom friends and they seem like they'd be horrified if you just like went into their diaper bag and grabbed a snack or something like we're all very just find what you need you know you came to my house you know where the diapers are you know where the wipes are you know where the snacks are like find those parent friends don't bother with the people who are like competitive about having the best perfectest children because (laughs) There's no reason to go for stress and yeah, ain't nobody think, got time for that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: So I think that goes in well in with the next one, which where someone said to set boundaries and expectations with your family and friends and with your husband before the baby is born, which your dream sounds like you've got that under control, taking time for yourself, sometimes leaving the kids or the baby for an hour to run to the store or go for a walk will refresh you and Gives you that reset and makes you feel like a better person. The one thing that I, I mean, I expected, but also didn't when I had my first people sometimes ask, you know, like which one was the hardest, like, you know, like going from two to three where you're outnumbered or all that stuff. But I always say it was zero to one for me because all of a sudden there is this person who you feel, I mean, you are responsible before, for, but that burden never really leaves. Like even when you're not with them, you're still thinking about them and what they're doing and if they're okay and you know, like all those types of and when you're gonna get back and all those types of things. So that, that pressure of now having this other person in the world who you are completely responsible for, it takes a while to get used to and it changes you as a person. So giving yourself permission to go out and even, even the, you know, like the practice of, of driving Like driving when there's a baby in the backseat feels different than when you're driving alone. Like there were times where I'd have a screaming child in the car and I would think, I hope if I get pulled over because I'm speeding, I know (laughs) I'm racing to get home so that this crying will stop. I hope if I get pulled over that the cop's a parent and they will just like, let me go or lead me home (laughs) because like they will know the feeling of a screaming child in the backseat or, or being like, okay, they just fell asleep. Apparently now I'm driving for the next hour because (laughs) I don't want to take them out. So what else can I do that has a drive-through kind of thing? So yeah, giving yourself permission to take those breaks, especially in the early weeks and months is hard because it feels like you shouldn't need it or that other people can't handle it, but it's important for yourself, I think.
0: For me, it was the that that there's never a totally relaxing moment again, because there's always something else coming up, but also the feeling of realizing that you know this human literally better than anyone else in the world knows them and probably better than they know themselves is astounding. And realizing how I had no idea how much I could love someone and how much it would change my attitude towards everyone else I know, but also how tremendously angry and unforgiving I am towards people who fuck with, you know, it's you're in or you're out. I I feel like a lot like De Niro, you know, in meet the parents where he's talking about the circle of trust and like you're in or you're out. There is no in between at this point. And, that's what having kids has been like for me. Like, you're either way inside that circle or you're way outside that circle. And there's no there's no middle ground. And it's sometimes even I'm almost four years postpartum, a boy child, before in two weeks, I still occasionally feel physically ill from how much I love my children, which was not Something I was expecting. You know, we're taught that loving someone is a very positive thing. And I mean, not that loving my children is not a positive thing, but I did not anticipate how physically overwhelming it would be. So, yay, fun. (laughs) All right, well, I just went ahead and like made that real. And this, Arlene, I'm going to take it, but this the days are long, but the years are short you'll want to punch people in the face when they say that to you because it'll always be when your kid's screaming and some old lady will walk up to you in walmart and be like the (laughs) days are long but the years are short and where the fuck your kids socks? they're gonna freeze to death it's only 75 (laughs) degrees out but it is the a lot of days are like 7900 years long but oh my god the years go fast already and i'm sure arlene your kids are older than mine so i'm sure does it get worse do you think as they get older does it go faster I don't know. I mean, <laughs>
1: 2020 and 2021 are not, not uh, indicative oh, of, of that that's uh, adage, I don't think. But yeah, it does go fast. But that doesn't mean that it's not hard in those moments. And I mean, like, I've read it so many times, that I think it's a classic, but I don't know if you've seen it, but I'll send it to you. The Glennon Doyle, Don't Carpe Diem post about, you know, like, you don't have to enjoy every moment of this because... There are lots of moments that are crap and that's okay. And it's okay to admit that too, right? Like you don't have to love every moment because every moment is not beautiful and it's okay to, it's okay to admit that.
2: It and that, it, that I've taken that to be my motto for like 2020 and 2021, but I didn't think about how that applies to parenthood. So that'll be, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I know that quote and that's a great one. Definitely. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good thing to live by.
0: Yeah. And two, there will um, be problems you can't fix. And there will be days that you do not give a shit that they have a problem and you don't want to fix it because fuckery, man, little kids, (laughs) but at least little, someone told me, you know, little kids have a lot of problems, but they're little problems. Big kids have fewer problems, but they're like, got somebody knocked up, got busted selling drugs, flunked out of school kind of problems, you know, like the girl child lost her baby box cat from gabby cats the other day we've been hearing about it for four days (laughs) but at least it's an inch and a half tall plastic figurine from walmart like yeah you know it's big it's big
1: for her but in the uh the big picture but in the grand scheme of things and (laughs) she
0: did find it this morning it was very sweet thank goodness (laughs) But it's good to, you know, to get practice dealing with the problems when it's things like baby box cat instead of like (laughs) teen pregnancy and drug dealing and whatever else teenagers get up to. I don't know. (laughs) I I assume that's all they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah
1: yeah for sure That that's it i really liked this one because i hadn't thought of it this way before but someone mentioned to enjoy every age because it's all beautiful and don't dread any of it and i think we sometimes get into that mindset of like oh well just wait you know, before long, they're going to be terrible twos. And then three is even worse. And four is, you know, like there's, I mean, like we said, there's challenging parts to all of it, but there's also amazing and funny and cute parts to all of it too. Right. Like, so you don't have to dread them being 16 months because that's when this such and such happens. Right. Like just enjoy the age they're at. Every part of it has challenges and every part of it has good stuff
0: too. Also, so, if I could get rid of anyone ever saying oh so and so such a good baby all babies are good babies they're fucking babies that's like that's the point not all of them are good sleepers not all of them are good eaters some babies are easier than others but i would love to never hear oh so and so has such a good baby because what like all other babies are garbage like <laughs> they fail at being babies yes big fat f at being a baby <laughs> i'm sorry. zero zero stars for that yes. baby zero out of 10 bad baby (laughs) like the fuck it's a baby I... I, i do feel like the biggest piece of wisdom i give new mothers and new parents in general is that newborns are horrible because i think people expect that they should just be so enthralled and i'm like don't dread any age katie newborns are amazing in such a way because you get to meet this new little you're making a person you are making an entire person but you're making a person who's not going to be able to do anything fun and you're going to spend a (laughs) lot of time worried that their head's going to fall off i've been assured that their head cannot actually just fall off see the thing
1: is this is why we have to have a
0: doctor who's super chill because (laughs)
1: the newborn stage is my favorite like if, you could get, if I, yeah, huh. if
0: I could just do the first month, bring it on. Oh, six <laughs> months, man. Once they start smiling and they're cute and they, their heads aren't falling off, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't poke their brain through the t- <laughs> Newborns need to cook longer, man. That's all I'm saying. I'm not dreading any age, Katie. None of them. Well, yeah. All right. I'm going to finish up. Now. <laughs>
1: no. Teenagers have their good qualities too. Super helpful. Yeah, but their heads aren't squishy
0: anymore. So that's that's
1: true. Yes. All right. So last one in this section, last few in this section, take it one day at a time. This too shall pass. And three people wrote, pick your battles. So (laughs) those are the phrases we always use, but they're true for a reason. Good mantras to live by. (laughs) Yeah. Pick your battles. All right, Katie, you get some of the funny but true section. It's especially good. We to are get getting to, near to the end of the advice.
0: To to practice picking your battles before they start getting weird. Because like the girl child asked the other day why tights aren't pants, and I finally just walked away because I don't I don't know I don't know why tights aren't <laughs> pants. They're not. They should be. <laughs> I, I think are tights not pants?
1: Okay, I don't know.
0: We're gonna skip that
1: because don't I think you have that's to wear something other...
0: over them. Anyway, if anybody can explain to me why tights aren't pants. That'd be great. Somebody said, if you like the first one, don't take a chance on a second. I, <laughs> fair enough. I think there's a lot to be said for if you like the first one, get pregnant with the second one before you really think about it. I, if I had had more time to think about whether I wanted a second one, we probably wouldn't have done it. I mean, maybe we would have, but I would have been more nervous about it. Um, and
1: see, after meeting my first two, like I said, screamed for a year, a year, people have said, why did you choose to have another one? And my thought process was, well, it couldn't be worse.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. My, uh, I love survived you know, in our situation, trying to explain to people that our second kid was tried for, but not planned because it took four and a half years for the first one. So I didn't think it was going to take a month for the second one i'm sorry i was not anticipating that having them Katie, how
2: close are yours together 16 months
0: okay yeah i will say it's harder for the parents because you have two kids who are real close in age it's great for the kids they're best friends they do the same activities we're getting through the you know we got through the diaper stage all in once we're getting through all of it. Just bang, bang, bang. But I did hear a thing the other day about a woman who had three sets of twins in two years. And I'm going to go ahead and say, that's a lot. That's a lot. I do know somebody who had two
2: sets of twins in two years. And I thought that was a lot.
0: Well, in her defense, she found out about the third set after she got her tubes tied. She was actually already pregnant. Oh, no. But six kids in two years. Also, no matter what, people will come up to you and say, well, you've really got your hands full. Just stare them down. They'll never actually be helpful. They won't offer to help you with anything. <laughs> They'll just point out that you're busy. It's I feel like do I'll just
2: like people. my that's great advice. I'm going to write that down. I'll need some sort of catchy slogan for for that as well.
0: Yeah, you probably shouldn't yell abject fuckery at old people at Walmart (laughs) because you'll probably get banned and then just do curbside pickup anyway, whatever. Someone else wrote in and said, until they're ready to potty train, the only one being trained is you. Can confirm. If they're not ready, it's not going to happen. They're not going to go to college assuming that they are physically and emotionally healthy and typically developing. They're not going to go to college still peeing in their pants. So just let it, let it do what it's going to do. Also, I don't know whose aunt Terry Schmidt is, but she's a smart woman. Leave your vacuum in the living room when people come over and say, oh, I was just about to vacuum. And don't stress the small stuff. Enjoy every second. That
2: yeah. I was just about to vacuum. That, oh my gosh, that's
0: awesome. <laughs> i commented back and said it's hard but i'm finally getting able to remember that if someone wants to complain about my housekeeping they can help or they can go home you know also if you have the resources to pay somebody to help clean now do it it's glorious
1: now i had never seen this advice before but i think it's fantastic put your kid little kids in light up sneakers and to quote this per- this person, then you can find the little rascals in the dark when they don't want to come inside.
0: <laughs> I commented, I buy the Western Chief boots for our kids because they come in cute colors and they light up. And the light-up shoes are machine washable. And it, you know, I said it's like laundry disco because, you know, you throw them in the front loader and then the lights go every time they go around. It's like a little, <laughs> my life is really lame, whatever. Um. <laughs> you got to take the little things right
1: yeah yeah so as we finish up the listener advice segment we also want to share the advice that's the most important which actually contradicts just about everything that we've talked about up until this point (laughs) which is to go with your gut so don't let everyone else tell you what to do if you can trust a few people and ask for advice if you want it listen to advice and not take it if you want find out what works for you and what works for other people isn't always going to work for your kids. So even if you get advice, it may not help. And to stand up for yourself and to be your own advocate. Except crabs Katie.
0: need water. That's totally valid. That does actually <laughs> yeah, that one hundred percent
1: Yeah. All right, Katie. One last bit of advice from you, and then we're going to stop piling on her.
0: Oh, I have two. But what whatever. have you got? Oh, two. Okay. Well, um, you get
1: to talk one more time.
0: Ever? Be really <laughs> no. Just talk, just. Okay. One the biggest I'm just on giving Sarah advice. The biggest thing I learned was that there are a lot of things that are common. That does not mean they are normal. And so just because depression and mood swings and that are common postpartum doesn't mean that you shouldn't get help for them if they become an ongoing issue. And just because it's you know, you hear so many moms going, Well, every mom pees themselves when they sneeze, or every mom's got a belly pooch or whatever, which is totally fine. But if you're having pelvic floor issues, or health issues, or anything, just because it's a common thing doesn't mean it's normal, and it doesn't mean that you need to accept X, Y, and Z. And also, take help when it's offered, even slash, especially from strangers. One of the kindest things that anyone has ever done for us, and we still talk about this like at least once a month, was an older woman at a restaurant. We had taken the girl child to a three-day outdoor tractor show in july and she was eight months old and we were trying to eat dinner and the kid was just throwing a shit fit which is totally valid because she was overtired and she was overstimulated and there was a table of retirees and a woman walked over and said that baby needs a grandma and asked if she could take her while we ate and she took her back to their table and they passed her around and they walked her around the restaurant and i mean we could see her the whole time she was 10 feet away that was five years ago, and we're still talking about it. And just, you know, if you see another parent who needs help, find them a Kleenex, hand, you know, ask first, but give their kid a snack, whatever. You know, we're all doing the best we can. Arlene, do you have anything else you think we haven't covered?
1: Well, I think we've kind of touched on this, but this is something that I've been mulling around for a few years. I haven't quite perfected the wording yet, but to not give yourself too much credit, but almost, but also at the same time to not blame yourself too much, because we have a lot of influence over our kids. That's for sure. And I mean, especially, you know, as they grow, that's one of the things we hope that we can do is influence them. But at the same time, like we've talked about, so much of who they are, especially when they're little is just who they are. and is who their temperament, what their temperament is, and it's how they, they came into this world. And it's easy to fall into the mindset of, oh, well, my baby's a great sleeper because I did X, Y, Z. Or my babe, my toddler is a great eater because I did A, B, C. And then six months could pass and your kid will eat, be down to eating like cheese and bologna. <laughs> you know, like, so don't give yourself too much credit because, but you know, for them being good at something, but that also frees you up to not feel too responsible, right? Because I mean, it means that you you don't feel as guilty about how they turn out or how they are, you know, whether they're a quote unquote, good baby, like we said, there are no good babies, but then it lets you feel guilty about other stuff instead. <laughs> and you can just
2: let that part go. That's great advice. Yeah. I feel like I don't think of things like that, but I'm sure I'm sure that'll come. But yeah, a lot of things just, it is what it is. Like, you have no control over it yeah so don't take the credit or the blame you know
0: mm-hmm. see i would say take credit but only in your own head and only if you're like my kid ate more than three grapes today because i am fucking awesome but also <laughs> don't they tell people that too. be like yes you yeah know, i suppose that parent be modest like, well, have, have you tried no, I hadn't tried, tried feeding yeah. my child. I think I'll try that. Thank you. Fuck <laughs> off, you know? But yes, and then you can feel guilty about way different things because I guarantee you'll something. plenty to feel guilty about. Yeah. You'll never run out of things to feel guilty about. And if you do, let me know and I'll send you some of mine. You can have those. <laughs> All right, so instead of our usual question about what county fair contest you could dominate we are going to have a baby shower game because what's a baby shower without competition all right so
1: i've prepared the questions do you both have your noisemakers dog toy is ready Katie, can i hear yours okay we got a clicker sarah i want to hear yours okay (laughs) perfect (laughs) and hers is too loud it looks no it's it's perfect it looks kind of like a dead rat or something (laughs) it's a beaver of course very very fitting for a baby shower thank you Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) the first the first person to ring in gets the first shot at the question and if you get it wrong the other person can steal the points there are three sections to this game the first is titled who's your mommy where I will read out the names of a child or children, and you have to name their mother.
0: Arlene, when so. I read this, I was terrified that you were gonna ask us to like name different friends' children or something, and we were gonna have to be able to remember all our friends' kids' names, because I can't remember my kids' names, there's only two of them, so. Well, that,
1: that would not be very fun for people that don't know your friends. Well, that too. I only have one right friend around. who is a kid, so. <laughs> And I probably don't know them. <laughs>
0: I, yes, right. I see some flaws in my plan here, Arlene, whatever.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so the first section is who's your mommy? Then we will go into a children's books category and then name the baby animal section. So first round, who's your mama? Apple and Moses.
2: Do we get to guess? We Yes, yeah, so you, you can use your noisemaker. All right, Gwyneth, Sarah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, correct. Right. Moses. Really? Yeah
0: okay she didn't <laughs> you ask you don't me, have to so
1: you don't have to comment on everyone Kate. okay fine <laughs> <laughs> rumor scout and Tallulah
0: Katie? Demi Moore and Bruce Willis
1: there you go just the mother I don't care about the fathers okay. that's not the game
2: kind well, of a side note fathers. our daughter um will be named scout so that's kind of fun
1: oh well yeah. done Demi Liza Minnelli
0: Judy Katie? Garland. Yes, I don't even know who her father is because who cares? Judy Garland's <laughs> your mother. Julie, Judy Garland is Liza Minnelli's mother. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Okay. so much drama.
2: Yes. Art, Lisa, and Maggie. Art, Lisa. I feel like it's. A, is it a cartoon show? Uh
1: huh. It's Art oh, Simpson. Marge Simpson. I was going to let you have it there, Sarah. But... The next one is Kate Hudson. Uh, Goldie, yeah.
2: Goldie Hahn? Is that right?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Caroline and John Jr. Katie? Jackie Kennedy. Yes. Oh, Onassis. I accidentally. Yeah. Yes. I accidentally put a, I got to change the score here. I accidentally gave you one of Sarah's. That was close. All right. Maddox, Zahara, Shiloh, Pax, Vivian, and Knox.
2: Angelina Jolie. Yes.
1: Making sure I get the points in the right category. Jan, Marsha, and Cindy. Marcia. Mrs. Brady? Yes. Does she Shoot, have a first her name? name? I don't know. That's good enough. Carol Brady. Carol.
2: Yeah, I wanted to guess that. Cain and Abel. my it- catholic mother would be so disappointed <laughs> was it leah no, no first mother in the world oh eve
1: <laughs> there you go that was a pretty strong hint
0: it was going to take a um, while if you didn't give us a hint we were just going to have to go through yeah. every biblical name we could think
1: of. i'm not even sure how to pronounce this name lords rocco and david madonna yes
0: we're just giving up on the noisemakers
1: yeah just just yell it
2: out All right. Anne, charles andrew edward
1: anne charles andrew and edward
0: is it queen elizabeth
1: yes
0: i don't Ow. know does she have a last name is she like madonna
1: i should not know that her uh, the Prince Philip was Mountbatten, but I don't know if she has a last name or not. Is it?
0: Isn't Charles I've been watching The Crown. A Windsor. So is she a Windsor? The
1: House of Windsor. I don't know. We'll okay. Google that later. All right, All right. So
0: this is the last in the
1: category of "Who's Your Mommy?"
2: Bam, bam. Oh.
1: <sighs> bam,
2: bam, bam. Shoot! I should know this. Red
1: and Wilma. No, that's the next door neighbor. They have Pebbles. Who had? There you go. Oh, okay. Betty, Betty Rubble. Betty Rubble. All right. Now we're into the children's books category. Current score is one, two, eight to four for Katie. Okay, queen Children's elizabeth's last there. name
0: is windsor okay there you go just...
1: all right finish the quote i do not like green eggs and ham
2: i do not like them sam i am
1: nice in the book alice adventures in wonderland in a, fa- a fantasy world appears to alice after she falls into what a rabbit
0: hole yes it's my favorite sleep story
1: What famous book's main character, Max, is a boy who is sent to bed with no supper?
0: Where the wild things are. Yes. Am I supposed to throw this game? Because I totally will. (laughs) No.
1: Okay. Sarah would not want
0: (laughs) you to just give up. No, no, Sarah. Fine. (laughs) I feel really judged by this deer behind you, though, because it's like you're a real jackass here 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 I'll move my okay. head so yeah, you have forward. antlers that's no. Delightful. it looks like Sarah has antlers because there's
1: a deer head mounted behind her <laughs> all right with 50 million sold this book narrated by a horse is one of the best-selling books of all time Black Beauty yes <sighs> what is the name of the pig in Charlotte's Web Wilbur come on Sarah what storybook character Always gets into Mr. McGregor's garden.
0: No? No idea. He's
2: got, he's got two movies now.
0: Don't let your kids watch him. Those movies are horrible. I'm just going to go ahead and say it.
1: <laughs> Peter Rabbit. Were you going to say that, Katie? Peter Rabbit. Nice. <laughs> Stuart Little is what type of animal? A mouse. Nice. All right. All right now the final section the names of the baby animals so i will name the breed or the type i don't know what's the genus (laughs) i'm gonna name (laughs) the animal yeah i'm gonna name the animal you're gonna tell me what their baby is all right a baby alpaca is a calf katie do you have an answer
0: or is that a llama it is a Kriya, an alpaca. Sorry, I thought about this in the shower this morning <laughs> because we played this game at my baby shower, and I was like, "A Kriya, Is it a baby alpaca?" That oh, is wow. fun. You have a good memory. Me- yeah, We're we've got a good memory there.
1: here. All right, what is a baby bat?
0: It's a pup. It is a pup.
2: Nice. I'm impressed by your knowledge. <laughs>
0: This is why I can't remember um. phone numbers or my children's names or <laughs> what happened two Tri- hours ago. Trivia? Bring it on. Yeah. A baby song lyrics? Absolutely. Trivia? Yes. <laughs> Anything useful? Never. Not when I need it.
1: All right. A baby fish. Fry. Yeah. Goat. Kid. Kid. I'm giving that one to Sarah. Do it.
0: Goose. Gosling. Yeah. This is like a fun free association game.
1: This one I did not know. And the internet told me it's true. So I put it down because I thought it was cute. A baby partridge. A chick. (laughs) You would think. Do you have a guess, Katie? The internet said it's a cheaper, which is just so cute. I'm just like, cheaper. (laughs) That's awesome. Baby sheep. Lamb. And a turkey. Bolt. There you go. Okay. Now, Sarah, you lost. I'm sorry.
2: That's okay. (laughs) I'm like about the least competitive person ever. I'm like, oh, Katie won. Good for her. Yay. (laughs) That's so
1: nice congratulations thank you What's thank you prize, for playing arlene?
2: sorry that was a fun game good job guys yeah
0: i appreciate it is it. my prize that i get to go visit sarah and vacuum her floors do the dishes <laughs>
2: yes yeah
1: go hold her baby <laughs> hold the baby once when she scared. has a shower and you can okay. it back yet. Yeah. don't don't knock its head off <laughs> <laughs> thanks arlene <laughs> you're the one who seems concerned about the baby heads all right do we have time for cussing and discussing Or do you think this episode has gone on long enough? No, we're under two hours. We're fine. All right. So welcome to the Cussing and Discussing segment. As always, you can access our online platform called SpeakPipe, where you can leave your Cussing and Discussing entries for us, and we will play them on the show. So go to www.speakpipe.com backslash barnyardlanguage and leave us a voice memo, or you can always send us an email at barnyardlanguage at gmail.com, and we'll read it out for you. Katie, what are you going to discuss
0: or discuss this week? One of the hidden upsides of having children, especially in a nonprofit daycare center like we do, is that they do a lot of fundraisers. And I'm really enjoying the fact that today we have three dozen cupcakes and a huge thing of books coming to our home for the children. Oh, see, for the kids. out of the goodness of my heart, I ordered a shit ton of cupcakes, which I hopefully will not be forced to share with my children. And I can feel good about it because it's a it's fundraiser for the, kids. for the daycare. I'm just I'm such a giver that <laughs> if my arm is twisted and I'm forced to buy cupcakes, I'll do it. You know, I just got
1: an email today that our school's doing a fundraiser where if we look go out to eat at the local pizza place which is one of my kids favorite places to go anyway and you put the name of the school on the back of the receipt and put it in the box at the door then money goes towards the school so See? i don't get to make i don't have to make supper and the school gets money it's it is your kids.
0: civic duty to go out for pizza <laughs> exactly at this point yes. i mean yeah. what kind of monster would you be if you didn't go out i know this... it would be terrible all right sarah what are you cussing and discussing So, okay. So our baby shower,
2: baby shower was last weekend. We were supposed to get new carpeting the week before that. And I have, so our, living room. We have like a typical old farmhouse kind of kitchen in the back. There's a small bedroom off of the kitchen and then long skinny living room, which used to be a formal dining and like a parlor, you know? So now it's just this long skinny living room. It is eight foot wide and 22 foot long. Okay. So the dimensions are just optimal for it's a bowling alley. Um, it's a bowling alley. Yeah. Very optimal for comfort and class. And um, (laughs) so anyway, so we were supposed to get new carpeting before the shower. And my plan was to have everything kind of back in the living room. So that way, when we brought all the stuff home from the shower, I could like organize, get it all together, take it upstairs, which the baby will be in our room. We have like the bedroom off of the kitchen for, you know, a while, but upstairs will be like storage and there's like a nursery up there and all that stuff. So our carpeting did not come until like full week later. And then we went down to Ikea. So we live like, um, in central Michigan, Ikea is down in the Metro Detroit area. So went down to Ikea, which my husband, God bless his soul. So he will not backtrack to save his life. He absolutely hates unnecessary trips. Okay. Like if you go past an aisle in the grocery store and forget something, he's not, he's not walking back one aisle, forget it. You can get it next week. Okay. So like Not worth it. i don't want to catch up efficiency is the number one priority so the maze at IKEA that forces you to go through every every single section was a little bit much for for my husband so anyway He's and did just, you feel and,
1: like you had to like load the cart with everything just in case you wanted it? And then you could unload before
2: you get to the cash? Is that your, the technique? I was, that you I was just trying real hard not to piss him off because I knew we're not getting out of here another two and a half hours. And we still got about two hours and 25 minutes to go. So anyway, so we're going to Ikea. We're getting the stuff that we need. And we go to the warehouse section. Have you guys ever been to Ikea? Yeah. Okay. So we go to the warehouse section and of course there's like all these, like nothing is labeled the way that it should be. There's all these signs that such and such inventory, is that a stock? And I'm like, this is going to be a nightmare, right? Knowing full well that this has been on his last nerve the entire time. And I'm just like silently picking up the things that I need. So, anyway, he was like a sport about it. But anyway, we get home, get all of our IKEA furniture put together, which of course, you know, he's like, power tools. And I'm like, Allen wrenches, that's it, you know, (laughs) and too much tension will crack the whole thing apart. Exactly, exactly. So I have one thing left to put together and that's it. And then our whole living room is back in order and we made it through our trip to Ikea and Zach was like, I'm never going back there. And I was like, don't worry, you're never invited to go back there.
0: (laughs) I don't want you to. (laughs) New plan, I'll go to Michigan and go to Ikea with you. Yes, I love Ikea.
2: Like, i love it too and it's so like like yeah it's just wonderful just wonderful but anyway I, yeah
0: I love so the anyway that's display my rooms yes. and really happy and all their organization can't get enough of it so arlene what do you have to cuss and discuss today
1: so my topic is um cowtails. because I hate them. Yesterday morning it was, we milk in a tie stall. So the cows have tail ties so that when they, you know, for non-dairy people, when they lie down, then the bungee cord that's attached to their tail suspends it in the air and it doesn't drag in the gutter. So it's not always covered in manure sometimes they still are but in theory we have cleaner tails that way so yesterday I got a tail tie and tail like to the bridge of my nose which felt lovely and then this morning it was the like the swish just at the right moment and like the hair into the open eye which just really stings and I mean even a clean cow tail is not clean so then you've got like dust and dirt and manure and like the hair on your eyeball. So yeah, cowtails. tails, not a fan, but it's an occupational hazard. They're going to keep having tails and they're going to keep hitting me with them.
0: I guess. Do they not dock tails in Canada?
1: Some people did. I do not believe it's legal anymore. I don't quote me on that, but I, I haven't seen any
0: cows with dock tails in a long time. I think one of the funniest things I've ever seen was uh, several years ago, we went to the dairy expo in Madison, the world dairy expo. And we walked past one of the barns and they had all the like, I assume they have a proper name, the tail toupee extension. Oh, the fake, the, the, uh, the, the fake switches. The switches, were yeah. Like, like hair extensions a, for cows. Yeah. They were like on a clothesline in front of a fan drying in this huge door in the barn. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Because it was just like a whole line of
1: fake cow tails. Yeah. It's like the Oscars for cows. They, they yeah. need their hair extensions.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. It's a big, big deal. Yes, for sure.
1: So we want to thank you, Sarah, so much for joining us again today. Would you like to remind people where they can follow you to see baby pictures in a few months, what your podcast is called, all that kind of stuff?
2: Yes. So I am throwing wrenches, mending fences on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube all that stuff. And I will send you guys those links that way you have them as well. And yeah, I'll be posting baby pictures and all kinds of stuff. I am planning on doing a bump date. Cause I've like fallen from carrying high up to now she's down lower. So my belly looks a little different than it did a week ago. So that's kind of fun. So yeah, I'll be posting all kinds of different stuff on there and yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it ladies. Thanks Thank for coming. Yeah.
1: Thank you for joining us again today on Barnyard Language. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Barnyard Language. And on Twitter, we are Barnyard Pod. If you want to connect with other farm families, you can join the private Barnyard Language Facebook group.
0: Patreon is a service where you can commit to making a small monthly donation, which goes towards the making of this podcast. We would love it if you became a patron. Today, we got the OK from Sarah to record video for the episode. So part of this episode will be available to our Patreon community. Go to www.patreon.com backslash barnyard language to support the show. We are in search of future guests for the podcast. If you or someone you know would like to chat with us, please get in touch. Is that good?